0: Welcome back back to Crime,
1: Critics, Critics
2: and and Chaos. My name is Shivani. And I'm Shailen.
1: And I'm Mike. And we're your
2: hosts. Y'all, this is the season finale. Can y'all believe it? What? We are 20 episodes in, Shivani. I was going to say, it took us 20 (laughs) episodes, but we finally (laughs) got here. (laughs) How do you feel? Shivani, I want to ask you this question first. I'll ask you later, Mike. But Shivani, how do you feel about this being our season finale for the first season? Accomplished. (laughs) <laughs> yes definitely accomplished and we've come a long way we have we
0: stuck to it guys that's yes. the part that's that's so crazy because we're both super busy all the time right. and we still stuck to it and we are where we are i know it's and we're only like- gonna get
2: or go further yeah it's, <laughs> it's only gonna get better from here this is not the end please do not think that since it's obviously a finale that we're in here we're just gonna take a small little break just to make sure we come back stronger than ever so, Mike, how do you feel about this v and I to finale
1: it It's so cool to see the vision like come full circle. It's like starting from the planning stages um uh, me being behind the scenes, um just helping out with planning on episodes, structure editing, like we're gonna edit this um and then like just able just to stay the path and continue and right. so to keep going and it's like wow, like. It, it, it's just like it's all you can say
2: is wow cause yeah. like now granted I knew that we were gonna get this far I'd always had hope and faith in us um, at CCC Podcast so it's kinda like damn y'all like we finally like we made it like yeah. we made it and it,
1: it's it's like the it's like the the ending of a short journey for the long journey
2: yeah. exactly that was a perfect way to explain it right. perfect way
1: so it's yeah you just, I'm here I'm, I, I look back I saw where I came from and it's like let's go ahead and turn around keep on trucking i
0: I can't believe it took us 20 episodes for
2: all three of us to get together and
1: actually record though (laughs) scheduling
2: (laughs) michael is probably out of all three of us mike is probably the most busiest correct like the most busiest and uh, we are so so grateful to have you on this last episode we wouldn't have had nobody else we wouldn't want to have anybody else on this last episode so Thank you for wanting to be a part of this. Oh no problem. No problem.
0: <laughs> this is our this is our
2: CCC Pod family right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Shivani, also, I just want to kind of to extend to all of this. I can just like look back and think about the day that I came to you, and was like. Do you want to start a podcast with me? I remember. <laughs> I was driving.
0: I, oh, no. You know what? I can tell you that exact day because I was on my way home from work and I was stopping by Best Buy to get a camera because I was going to go to the Maroon 5 concert that night. Yep. And I remember you called me. And I have to say at that time, we weren't work, uh, We were working at the same firm, but we were in different departments. Yeah. Um, so I was like, Cannon's calling me. That's weird. I haven't talked to her in a while, <laughs> but I was not expecting her to just say, Hey, what are you doing? You want to start a podcast? Right.
2: <laughs> a true crime podcast at that. Like we always knew that me, and you were true, true crime, crime fans. Friends. So that was a no brain. I was like, I wouldn't have anybody else to be a part of this besides you, because I feel like, you know, everybody else that I know, of course they, they like true crime, but they didn't, they don't like it as much as I do. And yeah. you were that fit.
0: Aww. So
2: that's how I was like, when I first thought of it, and Graham, me, me and Michael have talked about this for a long time. I've always wanted to uh, start a True Crime podcast. Yes. Always. Like, <laughs> like how long it's been?
1: Too long. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here now.
2: Yeah, it's been years. And I explained this to you as well, too. It's been years since I wanted to start a True Crime podcast. And when I actually was like, you know what? I need to stop procrastinating. I need to, I need to get on it. And, you know, with Michael's help and Michael's guidance, I was like... I wouldn't mind bringing another partner in to help me out. You know, I wouldn't mind bringing somebody else. In and you immediately popped up in my head. So it was just like the perfect partner, bro. Like, I have no regrets. So
0: good, I just good. say I love
2: you. And I thank you for, you know, and I appreciate you for being a part of this as well, girl. Thank
0: you for coming to me with the idea. Because it was definitely a great idea. And
2: I've had so much fun with it. So we're, we're, we're hanging in there. And so with that being said, I think it's game time. It is game time.
1: Pretty much, hot seat, right? Hot, seat hot time. seat. So this is my technically is my first hot seat. Yeah, this is my <laughs>
2: first hot seat because last time he recorded with me when Shivani was not here, uh, we did not have uh, the cards. The cards. Mm-hmm. So this is your first official hot seat.
1: Ooh, all right. Well, <laughs> put my big boy shirt on real quick. Yeah.
2: Right, so with that being said, you can do the honors and go first. Yeah. All
1: right. So <laughs> the first hot seat question I have is so what is the most embarrassing way y'all have injured yourselves
2: i don't think you should answer
1: this question first shavani
2: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> the most embarrassing way
1: yeah more embarrassing moment that you can remember
0: <laughs> <laughs> that i've injured myself i
1: feel like i've got a good
0: one i i don't I say it like this <laughs> I mean, I
1: no cap not trying to dabble. he was like oh no getting in the high chair is hard I'm like I hope you don't fall the whole time I was sitting here like as you're trying to get in the chair I was like let me spot you he forgets you. nothing let me spot you um, so you never like injured a toe
0: I've injured my pinky in a golf cart accident while I fell over that's
2: most random
0: yeah, that's injury
2: that's random <laughs> but it's also but, embarrassing
0: it, i guess i wasn't embarrassed i was like four at the time oh yeah but we're i mean i'm brown y'all so <laughs> we had a whole like family full of like 20 of us on a golf cart we're all like standing there hanging on you know oh yeah, i had a
2: party on that golf ball. yeah it was
0: too heavy like we were all way too heavy for that golf uh golf cart so at four years old i was four i was in the front too because i was the smallest and mm-hmm. i was tiny back then so they had like kind of squished you know in the in the middle and I don't know what we if we hit something or something happened, but the the golf cart jerked and mm-hmm. I fell off and I broke my pinky. Uh-huh. But
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not embarrassing. That's random. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> really random.
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess in it can count as being embarrassing. But you say it wasn't embarrassing for you. So I mean, done. I was little.
0: I just wanted my pinky fixed.
2: Did <laughs> like... it didn't actually break, or you just injured it?
0: No, like... I broke it. That's that that oh, like my dang. my knuckle completely like. Oh, I really? Like that? Yeah, look at micro fingers. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, play
1: football and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know what?
0: When, when I'll just That's going to be my excuse. Why does your pinky look like that? I, I injured it in football.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Playing power <laughs> <laughs> plug.
1: You look like black. she, she had the little black marks underneath the yeah. eyes and stuff. <laughs> that,
0: that,
2: those were the dark circles came from. Yep. <laughs> you know what, bye.
0: <laughs> uh, I hate
2: y'all. <laughs> what about you, Shaylin? I... Think the most embarrassing and my brother, if you listen to this, you're gonna die laughing. Actually, my brother, my sister, and my mom, all three y'all gonna laugh because I was a rebel when I was a kid. Now you know this, okay. and I actually told you a little bit about this. I was a horrible kid. I was bad. <laughs> like I stayed into everything. I never listened. Not listened to my mom, but I never listened to my siblings. Mm-hmm. So one day when I was staying at the house of my brother, he had his friends over and mind you we had a trampoline in the back we had a trampoline and i had a swing set both of those belonged to me they did because my dad actually bought those for me right so anytime any of my friends come over or any of his friends come over and i wanted to get on the trampoline they would have to allow me to get on first because it was my trampoline right well he decided to be all i'm gonna get on this trampoline my friends and had all them tall guys on my trampoline so i wanted to get on him so i actually got on with them at the time they were jumping don't tell
0: me they toppled you
2: over <laughs> not only did they do that me, but this is also my fault because i shouldn't have never gotten on there with all of all those it was not just like three or four of them they were tall so i decided to be that kid to get on the trampoline while they were jumping high and you know when you're jumping and being, being little I'm going to jump higher like they're gonna balance me to go like high so
1: it's the double bounce exactly yeah. they
2: double bounce me yeah exactly Mike and they double bounce me I went up in the air and I fell down and I hit the side of the reel with my leg and I broke my leg
0: oh, oh my god.
2: yeah that was embarrassing as hell. <laughs> but it's, it's it was kind of my fault too because I should have never got on the trampoline but I still hold that against my brother <laughs> but that was hella embarrassing because it was a lot of guys out there. Like, mind you, I was like only um, maybe like six, seven, maybe younger. But me being a kid, that's still embarrassing. Yeah. Like, so that was probably one out of many embarrassing injury moments for me. <laughs> and I do say many because I I have a lot. What about you, Mike?
1: <laughs> so. So, I feel
2: like you
1: have a good story. Oh, <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm like a Frankenstein in sports. Um, my history in athletics has been shattered, like just riddled with injuries. I had three knee surgeries. Yeah. None of those, which I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I have two broken pinkies. <laughs> neither one of them I'm about to talk about. A broken right hand. My body is just old and abused. But um, I was playing basketball in high school, and uh, we were in the playoffs. We are playing against this team in um, Rockwall. Rockwall, Heights. But mm-hmm. well, we're playing against uh, Mesquite Skeeters or something like that.
2: Long mesquite story short,
1: skaters. Mesquite Skeeters, Skeet Skeets. I trust me, everybody goes in on <laughs> their name. Uh,
0: you <laughs> were you went to school <laughs> in high school? I mean, you went to school in high school. You <laughs> went to high School in Rockwall. That's what no, I meant. No,
1: no, I went he to high went school down the street. Uh, down it. the street, I went to Name and Force. Oh, okay, because
0: you said Rockwall Heath, and I was like, well, wait. It, it, I, I
1: probably misspoke. <laughs> it was a playoff game, so like we couldn't play at each other's schools. Okay, so, so you <laughs>
0: met in Rockwall. We met at Rockwall Heath. That's like only 30 minutes from Greenville, which is where
1: I grew up. But anyways, yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm.
0: we're the other G town. Uh, G <laughs> town. Uh,
1: but um, you know, the game's going on. Whatever, um, I'm posting up in the in the paint, trying to get the ball from a point guard who doesn't want to pass me the ball. Um, instead of him, like he had a really easy pass to make. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can say it without going into like basketball hippie dippy knowledge that I would do. I would <laughs> I would So the dude Ends up throwing the ball To like my left arm And so like I have to like reach As far as possible With my left arm All the way to get this ball Like he like completely like Threw the ball Out of my reach So me being a player I Tried to go reach it As I grabbed the ball Yes As I grabbed the ball And this other big 6'8 dude behind me Is trying to grab the ball I got one hand He got two hands Ended up dislocating my shoulder Ooh Sheesh. That's not the embarrassing part. Okay, I was
2: like, is that supposed to be embarrassing? As my
1: shoulder dislocates, I look down at the court, they go down, they throw, they dunk. Everybody starts turning back at me. Like all eyes was on me like Tupac. As I'm holding, like, <laughs> so, like I'm sorry. Imagine, it, for real. Imagine <laughs> a guy have his whole left arm all the way out to his left. Like uh-huh. all the way out. And he's like hunched over his like hunched over to his right and like holding his opposite side just like this. And the entire visitor crowd was behind my bench. And all these motherfuckers start imitating me. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Imitating me. And I was like, man. And, like, all I could do was, like, walk off to the court to my bench. And, like, my trainer comes over. And they're all like, Michael, they're just imitating you. And, you know, we pop it back in place. Oh, yeah. Uh, that doesn't even sound good. Yeah, no. it didn't feel the best. but I'm sure it did. at that time, I couldn't feel anything because I was so, like, you know how adrenaline can kick in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could really remember at that time was, it's a game that we're supposed to be winning. Right. I, I knew my shoulder was already bad, but he threw it like that, and I still tried to go get it as a competitor. Yeah. It came out. It went back in. I tried to go back into the game, and my... Coach was like, "Nah, we can't put you back in the game." Yeah. And then I was like, "I." <laughs> if we <laughs> lost, we lost. So
2: you being somebody,
1: you feel like the reason why y'all lost because you wasn't in the game. Nah, I would say <laughs> we was gonna lose that game anyway. I ain't. Going to <laughs> At like, least, No, uh, I mean, they had that team was too good. I mean, they had a lot of good role players and basketball stuff. But like, even with me, like we ended up losing by like fifteen, but. That's a whole different subject but like imagine a whole crowd like yeah. like an NBA crowd or something like that would, you know, we're high schools not a lot but like I had a kid literally walk over like it's like how they have these railings like he could mm-hmm. walk to like it's one of those the courts lower than mm-hmm. the stands right and like you could the, the 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 fans can walk to the edge of their rails and oh, still be behind yeah. the bench and so like if I'm standing up and he's like on the rail we, we technically come kind of like almost a eye level like he's a little higher than me so oh, like he can okay. see me. And dude walked up to me with my arm like like looking like me hurt. And I was like,
2: That is embarrassing. I'm not gonna lie. Like imagine being in that situation and you're on the visitor side and, and every they time, see all that. And
1: every time they see you in public, they do this. But like, I remember you. Uh, uh. <laughs> we fine (laughs) I'm sorry I took too much time no no you're fine (laughs) fine. so for those of you
0: because obviously you guys can't see us but when when he mentioned that last part is every single time that someone saw Michael he was saying that they would basically stick their left hand out Mm -hmm. just (laughs) like he did and that's what he was known for (laughs) that's petty petty your turn Mm -hmm. All alright so okay so what would you put in a time capsule today to remind you of your life in 10 years Ooh. I like that question. I like it too. I want you to answer this one first. I knew you were going to tell me to go first. (laughs) Um, What would I put in my time capsule that would remind me of
2: myself in 10 years? Um. That's another deep ass question. I can't answer that shit. I'm sorry. Answer, I can't answer I hers. I can't. Oh, I, you
0: can wait, answer wait, wait, me? I can answer hers. Okay, go ahead.
1: I think actually I'll answer both of y'all's together.
0: Okay, go ahead.
2: Together. Go for it. Because,
1: you know, you wish you could be drinking some right now and you, you know, ain't like, got none right now. It would be wine. This
2: podcast. It would be wine. Oh, you, you could... know what, guys? It would be aged perfectly in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> life fine wine.
1: Life fine wine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think Michael just answered that question. That's for
1: both, both of y'all.
2: So, what about
0: you? What would you put in a time capsule that would remind yourself of you in 10 years?
1: You know. <laughs>
0: Probably a basketball.
1: I was gonna say a collage.
0: Oh. A collage of what though? That's a good answer. That
2: is. Did be like a
0: collage of everything that represents you right now. Yeah. Yes, I love that answer.
1: What
2: oh, would this collage consist of?
1: You know, since it's a deep question and I gotta think on the fly, I'd be like, <laughs> I would be like, I wanna see myself I want to see how myself was in ten, ten, tens, like every decade. Okay. So I would do a, a small me things for me to remember because eventually, you know, if, it's, if I'm putting if I'm putting some in the time capsule, I'm obviously gonna not see this thing for some time.
0: Right.
1: Some time. So I'm gonna put memories that I know that I would want to remember in like 25 years or however right. long I'm going You know what I'm saying? That's what they did say in that question. How long is the time capsule in the brown? Ten years. That is
0: true. Oh, they did say ten. Years. It? Yeah, ten years. You're gonna open it in ten
1: years. Oh, I can open it in ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give y'all a collage. I put a picture of small Mike when I was never little. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put a like a elementary, a middle school, a high school, a college memory, and something that I know that that I really like for ten years, and I just put it in there.
0: I think nice. I think for me, I would just write a letter to myself, mm-hmm. and then open that in ten years, just to kind of see uh, that's where so. like. That's- That's like a letter to myself of where, you know, where I am right now, what I've been through, what I want to achieve in the next 10 years Mm -hmm. and write that to myself and then put that in the time capsule and then open that 10 years later.
2: I really can't match any of what y'all said. So (laughs) I'm going to just sit this one out. (laughs) I'm going to sit this one out, but y'all answers were great. And I will totally agree with both of (laughs) y'all. All right, Shaylin, your turn. All right. What is something that you wish you never had found out about?
1: I got a good one.
2: <laughs> Go for it.
1: That parents do the na 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 That part. What do you mean? You know
0: what? I'll back up just real quick. Have you ever seen The Amanda Show?
1: Yes. Was yes. that
0: supposed to be the tune of that? Because you literally... <laughs> it did sound like, it yeah. actually was Nickelodeon, but I don't know. That
1: is Nickelodeon. Yeah, the that's Amanda, that's show, the
0: that Amanda Nickelodeon.
2: show was Nickelodeon. Well, I didn't. A mixture it both. It's it a little bit
1: of both. Guys, the time frame it happened, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we just gonna totally gloss over your answer. <laughs> We're gonna skip. Shivani, you go. <laughs> I forgot what the question was <laughs> at this point. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the question was... What is something that you wish you'd never found out about?
0: That.
1: <laughs> oh Michael's.
0: Michael's answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm kidding. Michael's goofy. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I'm no, sorry.
0: You're fine. I'm sorry. Okay, Something that I wish i never found out about. <laughs> All the bad things that happen in the world. You know what? Because we're a true kind podcast, I would like not I could have lived my whole life without knowing that murder exists.
1: I rapes agree. exist yeah. i agree with that one for sure gunshots violence mm-hmm. violence period. all of
0: it yep yeah, yeah I agree. keep my innocence give me my innocence from when i was like three months old
1: that part i mean it's crazy on how like you could have so many people understand that you need to do something and nobody want to do it or help change it it's exactly like, why not
2: i think my answer to this question was not finding out how hard adult life would be
0: <laughs> yes that's no a good cat. answer yeah that's a definitely yeah.
2: definitely definite good answer like granted my my family my parents they would always remind me like oh you're gonna when you get older you're gonna have this 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 and this to do and i never really believed them like y'all y'all just over exaggerated, but they were not lying <laughs> yes. It's that and then some. So I would definitely say I would, uh, wish I would never have found out that how hard and complicated adult life would be.
0: I, You know, in, in, in high school, they make you take electives like cooking classes and like...
1: Homework. home Homework. <laughs> <egg>, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> or like, I remember taking like interior design in high school. And tell me when I used... Wh- when did I use the stuff I learned from that class? Never. <laughs> I really think that we should have had like an adulting class I where swear, they taught you how bro. to like
2: do your taxes and like... Actually, Budget. My, uh, economics class taught me how to do that a little bit. I think I think it's just my teacher. Yeah. That kind of just like, you know, let's kinda go off of the spectrum a little bit. And yes, I how
0: would love, like, like, loans. Yeah. I can sit here and tell you, like, so many different things I wish I would have learned when I was in high school because I probably would have made different decisions. Well, I
1: got answers <laughs> for all of that. I mean, because, you know, I used to work in the educational system.
0: Yes, she did tell me that. Mm-hmm.
1: So I spent some time at a school where I grew up. And they're going to be named nameless, but they're, they're probably a little, <laughs> a little bit across town from where I went to high school. <laughs> um, and a lot of those classes now in today's education for this particular ISD, they offer them as electives and they are what we wish we had. Okay. But these young kids of today, some do get and some don't care. They
0: don't value it. No, yes. not at all. And I'm not going to lie. I probably wouldn't have valued it back then either, but I wish I would have had the option to value it if I could. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. cause even if I was like, no interior design sounds kind of fun or fashion design, I even
2: took fashion design mm-hmm. in high school. And I was like, where was I when y'all had these classes? Because
1: <laughs> we had none of this in high school. You do realize I was a food science nutrition teacher. I know that. Like, like, no, 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 I'm not, not you. But like for the podcast, like this, like I was that corny class where you just come in here and I'm going to help you learn how to eat. Right I honestly think that's a way. very interesting subject, to <laughs> so be honest with like, you. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, but it's like I, like, I don't care. Like my classroom, again, I was a food science teacher. I talked about nutrition to the kids. All they had to do was come into my classroom, log their food understand what a diet plan is help them to lose weight i had over
2: that's 150
1: students 150 guess how many actually tried to lose the weight one and i (laughs) ran into him the other day at audubon at my recreation center (laughs)
0: let me guess not a difference
1: (laughs) no no big difference No, it was a big difference i mean he he also gained some more weight but i mean he was at least trying to work out but like. Some people just, like, kids nowadays just, like, walking zombies.
0: That's crazy that you taught a class to do this of 150 people or kids, right? People pay for that stuff. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. like, people our age pay for that stuff right now. You could get paid doing that. Well, I mean, you were getting paid as a teacher, obviously. But you yeah. could get paid just for, like, private services for what you just did with these kids. You oh,
1: are yeah. right, I should. I, I should look into it. Um, you know, the best way to look into it is dot org, And I could, uh, you know, help you change your life.
2: That yeah. was free promo. Free promo
1: here. So, um, you know, I know that over the first season and we can finish it (laughs) up um you and shivani did this thing with uh some stella rosa wine of
2: course always stella
1: okay (laughs) uh you know i guess i gotta put some wine pants on or something i'm not a wine drinker not a wine drinker but uh you're
2: drinking wine today
1: for the for the show, right? Yes.
2: So Mike and I are drinking
0: Stella Rosa wine while Shaylin's over here drinking water. Yeah, as always. But (laughs) cheers to our journey, you guys. Cheers. Cheers.
1: So along this whole journey, um, that you guys have been on, Shabani and Shaylin, um, it's cool to sit here on the season finale to like listen to you guys highlight all these cases that you guys have featured on and I heard you guys got some updates on some as well. Yes. yes. So it's like, and a lot of these, even though I do help out in the back scene and I edit a couple episodes, to be honest with you guys, we also have to extend kudos to Shaylin because she picked up how to edit the episodes. Yeah. Um, good job with that. Like, more than a great job. I mean, I was I was editing for, I've helped with them um, a lot.
2: Yeah, but, you um, started editing for the, like the first six episodes and then, you know.
1: You've taken a hold of that. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you, Mike, for acknowledging that, but I also have to give you your props in return because without you actually taking the time to guide me through, you know, the editing process, I would have never known how to do that, and uh, so I definitely have to give you, you know, show you some appreciation there because that wasn't easy, and y'all know me, I'm very, like, specific. He's very specific, and you're very specific. All three of us combined are very specific, so when he was teaching me that, girl, I was overthinking, and... (laughs) Uh, I was, he was getting annoyed with me. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes, I was. And
2: only only in, in my defenses because I really did not want to mess anything up. Yeah. So I was very precise on what I was, you know, doing, how I was navigating myself through the process of editing, but I got through it.
1: When in <laughs> doubt, whenever you don't know what to do on your computer, control Z. Of course, undo. <laughs> that is the best way to learn. You just got to go in sometimes and just dive in. And you were there were times when you were reluctant about it and you didn't want to, you know. Yeah, but, I didn't want to mess it up. But also abide by these rules. If you're moving into IT or whatever you're doing, control Z. If you don't know, now you know. YouTube, search it. You'll be fine. And after that, you know, trial and error. Yeah, okay.
2: absolutely. So now we got to teach you, Shivani, yes. how to edit, especially. <laughs>
0: Um, when you have your baby. So. <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to definitely need to learn how to do that. Yeah. Um, by the way, we haven't touched up on this, but since we've last recorded, we now, or Shayla now knows the gender of her baby. It's, it's a, girl.
2: a girl. Oh my God, I cannot believe I'm having a baby girl, but I've always kind of had that instinct from the beginning. So, Did you want a girl? I actually didn't care. Like I always say that I really did not mind what gender it was, but... I just kind of knew at a certain point that I was having a baby girl. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm invested into having a girl now, so. <laughs> She's going to be super spoiled. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely.
0: Shayla, now that you've had a couple of days to process uh, that news, have you thought of some names yet?
2: I have. So the first name is going to be McKaylin. So yeah no, right? cute I don't know it's different you don't really hear a lot of people um, naming their uh, baby girl mckaylin so right do you, have, do you have like a nickname picked out already too or i don't and that's that's the thing I, I don't i was gonna let um the dad and um my mom and my sister pick out a cute little nickname because i can't come up with any for some yeah. reason but we'll get there we'll find something yeah <laughs> Oh, well, well, congratulations. Thank you, girl.
0: <laughs> Auntie Shiv. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, like Mike was just saying, we're going to go ahead and give you a highlight of each of our episodes that we've done so far. There's been 19, so we'll give you a highlight and some updates on all of those. Are you guys ready to get started? We're ready.
2: We're ready. Yeah. All right.
0: So, let's start with the Yogurt Shop Murders. That was our very first episode that I record that we started with. Yeah, that was. Um, that I started and I really do love that episode because it's our first. Yes. Um, I remember it took us a time and a half, if not more, to record that episode than all of our other episodes. Exactly. Because Shaylin and I were we were stopping that episode <laughs> like every five minutes because we were so paranoid. And I'm sorry, Mike, that you had uh, to edit that episode I did. because it was all over the place. <laughs> 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 it just made his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was probably by far. And of
2: course, it was our first episode. It was our first episode. So, but, yeah. you know, in our defense, we were totally new to the whole thing. We were nervous as hell. But oh, we,
0: that's where it all kind of started because I remember, Shaylin, the next episode we were recording, episode two, mm-hmm. uh, you were like, okay, so Michael has some feedback and he thinks <laughs> that we should do it this way instead. And I was like, total game changer. Why didn't Mike record with us the first time? Exactly. Because it was a total game changer. Now, even though we didn't record it the way that we wanted it to be, mm-hmm. I still, and that case is still a case that stays with me forever. Oh it absolutely. probably always will. So, yes. you know, based off of you know our recording, hopefully that didn't you know um, deter anyone from listening to the episode because of course it was our first, so we weren't right. the best at it. But um, it was still a good it was episode. A, yeah, it was still a, really an episode that that I think that we. I'm glad that we started with that episode. Right. Yeah,
1: I mean, it shows growth. I mean, everybody yeah. everybody who's a true crime listener I don't know I'm not a true crime person but I'm just be like anybody who's a fan of anything wants to see the growth of someone Yeah. and so yes. like like going back to, to like re-listen to episode one like and then like you guys hit a groove like y'all hit a nice groove and we were just like pushing out episodes where one moment in time y'all pushed out like what four episodes in like a week or something like that and it was like Y'all found y'all swing.
0: Yes, we, mean, did. we did. We did. We did. Find our we struggled swing. in the beginning, but I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that, Mike, because I can't wait until we're like in our second season
2: and we're right. listening to our
0: episode from our second season, and then we're gonna compare that to our first episode of the first season,
2: and we're like, what a difference! It's gonna be a big difference. <laughs> um, but just to kind of give y'all like a um an insight on the Yoga Shop murders, I'll let you explain this for Shalmani because this was your episode that you did, so if you wanna kind of wanna give you know a small description on. overview of that particular episode yes
0: so this case um, happened back in 1991 Mm -hmm. and it happened in Austin Texas yeah Um, and I also feel like Austin Texas is one of the cities that we don't cover as much Mm -hmm. um, or we haven't yet covered that much Um, but like I was saying it happened in 1991 where four girls um, who were they're all teenagers they were working at a yogurt shop one night and um, someone came and Mur- brutally murdered all four of them. They were all raped and their bodies were lit on fire, um, and their bodies were unrecognizable. Yeah. I know that they had some suspects, um, from then and now and those suspects were arrested. However, they were not charged because there was no actual proof that could, you know, tie them to the murders. So it is
2: still unsolved till this day. Yeah, and that case still haunts me to be honest. Not a lot mind you a lot of our cases that we cover still haunts me with this one It's one of the ones that sticks out to me the most. It is.
0: It's because it's one of the most brutal murders that we've, I think, um, covered out of all the 19 episodes. Because they were not just not just one body or two bodies. This was four Four. girls. Yeah. And this was all done with a span of like 30 minutes. And that's what I think that that's what drives me crazy is because I am not sure how somebody can just go in and kill four girls and and do it in the horrific way that they did and get away with it. That that's the part that's that drives me crazy the part
1: that drives me crazy the most is like there was a moment in time where you had talked about how the register like she clocked out the register or something Mm -hmm. and this like it was like a lot of moving parts and I forget exactly how it is but the person who did this had to have plotted this who had to spend enough time to be in there and that's when when I was editing those episodes I was like Y'all had mentioned, like, a 16- or 15-year-old or whoever, whomever age that kid was couldn't do a crime that much or that big. And I was like, but who spends the most time in a shop of that magnitude to understand time and clock and positioning and how to get away with it more than a 15-year-old? Yes, and
0: how to go out the back door because it was left open and all of that. I completely agree. It was, that's, that's something that we discussed at the end of that episode was, yeah, you do. know, if we thought – if it was like a random act, like a spontaneous act, or if it was uh, planned, so I'm glad that you think you think that yeah. it's. I'm, well, I'm not glad, but I'm glad that you have an opinion and right. that you know you think that it's plotted. That was, yeah, I think so too. I think um, so
2: too. I still personally don't think that. To me, that a teenager would have that mental capacity. I, would I like, wouldn't
0: either. Not. I don't think of physical capacity either. No. I mean. But definitely, more than physical, for sure, mental capacity to do that. Um, But I also don't think that, and again, for those of you who haven't heard, but it was originally only supposed to be two girls in there. But the other two showed up randomly. So maybe if it was plotted, they didn't realize that they were going to have two more girls. Right. Uh, But I think the part that's that the reason why this case drives me crazy, and of course I've mentioned that again, I've said this like four times now, but. Yeah, it's crazy, it's a crazy (laughs) case. It is, Uh, but like think about it, like if there was me, you Shaylin, and then two other girls, and somebody came to attack us, I feel like we would all work together to bring this person down. So I do think it has to be more than one person. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It and was they, definitely more than they one. Didn't there have is no like way. horrific, they were just one.
0: yeah, horrific, um, like defensive wounds. They didn't have that to show that they were actually fighting for their life. Like you know, if I see somebody attacking her, and I'm going to go behind him and attack him to get him off of you, then he's attacking me, then you're helping me out, and then we have two other girls with us. Like right, you know, it, there's so much that could have been done to bring this one person down, but it wasn't. Unless they
1: were just like held hostage or something no, like I, that. I, I think of like. some of, the, I think the, the they it was like people they knew. You think so? Because, or at least some of the girls knew, or at least two of them, yeah, two of yeah. them at least. And so, I, I forget those parts of the case, but I, I, I for me, as my opinion, for four women to not show signs of that, you had to feel safe with that person, or, mm, or, or make a point on something like, oh, I know person, boy number one, and, but there's two boys, because, like, I, I would think that it would have to be a, at least two men in this situation i think
0: so too i think it's yeah
1: at right. least at least two yeah men. because even, big old
2: dude. <laughs>
0: even, if, even if it was like one person that they were comfortable with the minute that he started attacking one of them they would have no longer felt comfortable and start would have started defending
1: unless he attacked as, two at two at one time. once
0: mm. and the other two girls were young but i mean even me like my little sister is 14 years old um but even with when she was 11 which i think is how old amy was at the time i want to say that that's mm-hmm. how old she was but she, she, my have just spicy. I'm sure, you know, Amy was feisty too. And I'm right. sure she would have been like, oh, that, you are not going to touch my sister or, exactly. you know, my friend or whatever. And, and done that. So, yeah. uh, there are no new updates on this case, unfortunately, but, um, it is a case that's widely covered. So
2: hopefully yeah. they will, um, we will get answers on that I feel day. like one day we definitely will. Something, some new development will, you know, spark up the right. case again. So I, I have hope that this case will have new updates in the upcoming future. Right. So. And I'm sorry,
0: Amy was 13. So not 11, she was 13, but she was the youngest.
2: Yeah. So the second episode was Tasha Shantae Wright, which is my first episode. Mm-hmm. And of course, being that this is, was my first episode, this one is always going to stick with me. Uh, because this of course also is unsolved and it's also a child's case and you Mm -hmm. know I'm I'm widely known for doing um, children murders and children disappearances so there's no new updates on this one as well unfortunately but this one was when Tasha went missing in a Dallas apartment in the late 1980s and unfortunately she has never been seen or heard from again but there are speculations that some Male that knew the kids or that was around that area that frequent that area may or may not have something to do with that. But that, there's a lot of moving parts to this particular case as well that's also very mysterious to me. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but I did go to that apartment, me and Michael actually.
0: Yes. Um, and I'm not sure if we had kind of promoted that or not. Yeah, but Where we saying. said that we were going to. Uh, you know give you guys a surprise yeah um, we do still have it we haven't released it yet uh, for personal reasons but we are going to release that at one point in time right um, but yes Shaylin and Mike did go ahead and visit that area of uh, where Tasha disappeared to mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that Shaylin um, I think I want to answer this
2: one
1: Mike about the case or about how we wanted to choose so
2: tell me a little bit about the area. Like, yeah. what what did the oh, area yeah. look like? So, not also, he knows the Dallas area better than we, mean, right
1: both do. Right. But so, I don't well, like it the was really the greater East Dallas area. Because remember, it's over there off of, uh, Buckner. Right. right, it's like East Dallas. Um, wait, um I think it's made like Buckner Ferguson area. So on that, right on that side, I mean, one like a couple blocks away from the uh, from thirty. It's not it's not a bad area, but. um, When we drove into the apartments and and looked around, I mean, we did have a nice wooded area once you get all the way in. Mm -hmm. Um, The apartments, the area is very close together. Yeah, it is. So, um, we did, well, we all, me and Shay, Shay and I, um, on several different occasions, like we went together once, then I went solo, then she went solo, and then I went solo again. We spent a lot of time on this documentary. Can we release this, please? We do because yeah.
2: we, we did spend a lot of time, and like I said, we do apologize for not releasing it. But there were other things that we yeah. had to figure out in regards to that. But we will release it one day. Yeah, because
1: um, it's a great video that I helped edit, and we all edited on the edit. And uh, anyways, I know remember there was a, towards the ending of the story that there was a witness who thought they saw her in a breezeway. Yes. Yeah. There were several different types of things around that area that you could call a breezeway. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And you did see the video. I you did. Also see the said video. the same exact Yeah, name. I did. That's why
0: we're all—all all three of us—are super excited to release the video because I think it'll give you you guys a great insight on, on what the setting looked like uh, for her disappearance for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and since we're on this note, let's go ahead and cover all of the. Uh, Child missing cases that we've covered this season. Since so I feel like we've covered, you know, a good yeah. three, three or four cases uh having to do with uh, missing children. Um, Actually, it was
2: part more than that. Really? Yes, yeah, it was a good amount. Yeah, we we yeah.
0: did a lot of, of missing children. I think it's because that's kind of where our um, passion lies. Uh, Shannon and I have uh, really, you know, invested into missing children cases. So yeah, definitely. The next one we did was the disappearance of Amber Hagerman. Yep, that was yours. Which is where the Amber Alert came from. Um, Again, this case is also widely covered. I mean, there's a whole alert system (laughs) on this case. Uh, So of course it's widely covered. We are still, uh, the case is still unsolved. We still don't have any updates on that case, but it is said to have been linked to other cases, uh, such as the Dallas child Child murders, murders, which mm -hmm. is what Shaylin covered.
2: Yeah. This particular case was just a series of children that went missing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area,
0: right around the time that Amber yeah. Hagerman was also missing, right. Uh, so we do think that
2: they could all possibly be connected, yeah, in some sort of way by the same person, possibly, yeah, possibly strong, possibly. We don't really know, but also Tasha can be looped in that as well because mm-hmm. this Dallas child murder uh, happened between the late 1970s and mid 1990s, so. With Tasha and Amber and all the other, you know, missing children, they were all, they all went missing roughly around the same time. Right. So mm-hmm.
0: Amber was, went missing in 1996, which is again, right around the same time, mm-hmm. mid-1990s.
2: Right. So they could possibly all be connected or, Copycat you know, killer. Right. A copycat killer could, or could exist. copycat abductor, however you want to put it. Um, but y'all should listen to that episode as well. Uh, that's a pretty deep one because there was a lot of, uh. Uh, young children that I covered in that case. Yes. A lot of them. And not to mention, we had other disappearances that we covered, not necessarily in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but these two actually happened in Austin. And they were also around the same time. This was the disappearance of Tanisha Watkins and Aura Johnson. That was episode 13 that we covered. And, again, that was uh, when two other um, children went missing in Austin. And, of course, they have never been seen or heard from again, so... Yeah, we covered quite a bit of child abductions and child, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, murders and stuff like that. So, again, go listen to that as well. And let us know what you think about those episodes.
0: Which one was the one that you covered with the bank, when the mom went to the bank and um, she found a note?
2: That was the unsolved murder of Donna Baldillo. Yes. Um, Jaleel Lewis and Bunny Terry. Right. So that, of
0: course, that doesn't really go into child murder cases mm-hmm. or anything like that. But there was a child involved out of the three. Yes, there was. Um, so I wanted to kind of bring that up a little bit. Um, that case is still crazy, to, you know, to me. This all these time or all this time because it was premeditated in a yeah. sense, or it seems like it could have been because she received right. a note first. Exactly. I just feel like it's weird that the killer waited so long from the note, you know, and then the actual yeah. killing. Um, and again that's if it's related But exactly. I don't see why it wouldn't be You yeah. know like that that's too
2: ironic For that to have happened um, But Yeah that was in 2001 And I'm glad you actually brought that one up Because Because in this particular case They were trying to say that Two young boys Did the murder Right Yeah I remember that mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you brought that one up too So that case is still crazy as well
0: a lot of the, cra- the cases we've covered have been yeah. too. I mean, every single last one are all, crazy. In, in Shailen's words, they all threw us for a loop.
2: <laughs> yeah. T-shirt's coming soon. <laughs> yes. <Straight marks. laughs> Merch definitely coming soon. Uh, seriously, that that case is um, it's crazy to say the least. Man, I wish there were updates on that case. Unfortunately, there is no updates. But we'll see how that turns out in the near future as well. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, so the next case on our roster is the Texarkana Phantom Serial Killer. Um, that is the oldest case that we've covered so yes. far. This happened back in the ni- er, 1940s. So yeah, 1940s. R- I think the, the it started in 1946, I want to say. Uh, or that's when the series of attacks started. And mm-hmm. it was all what, like... a two months apart i want to say yeah, maybe two or three months. actually it was a month in the beginning it was like less than a month and yeah. i think the longest was about a month and a half right um and all the the murders that we covered in in that episode there i don't think the last one could have been connected and i don't think investigators think that the last one was connected to because remember mm-hmm. it was um the murder that happened in a house yes um where the wife survived but right. the husband was the one who who got killed yes and she was the one that like was going for the phone and then ended up having to like run out and mm-hmm. you know that that was a crazy
2: case for sure yeah. um, and again this is still unsolved yeah all of our cases are unsolved obviously this season um but that one just to kind of talk about that a little bit more the last murder that happened in that case that they were trying to tie to the phantom sanctuary killer i don't know if that one's connected
0: yeah that's what i was saying I that's was saying. what I, really I was saying don't, i don't like think that personally was
2: connected. Like, giving my personal opinion, I really don't know if that would have been connected to I think to it was
0: a copycat killer who yeah. was thinking, like, maybe if I do this, it'll just get written off as one of the phantom exactly. killings. So I think it was somebody who was trying to play knockoff there. But hmm. I also think that because the case
2: has been cold for so long now i don't think it'll ever be solved i agree i don't think this case is ever going to be i'll be super surprised that they come up with some new developments if i just happen to look through the news one day and see something about the text arcana it, the phantom serial healer, like right. i would be so surprised but hey you never know you never know you but never know imagine
1: how many other cold cases it's gonna be like that oh yeah, yeah. i mean
0: crazy. and we've been doing so well and we i say it we like it's us but as, i mean us as a nation yeah. um has been doing so well at, at solving cool cases now that we have right. better dna systems and mm-hmm. and things like that so that's
2: what i'm saying you never know yeah you never know hopefully yeah i will i would like that's for them the goal to have an update on these especially find out who the serial killer is for sure yeah
0: even if obviously they're, they're probably you know passed away at this point yeah but.
2: probably but
0: um, the next case that Shaylin covered, and it's actually one of my personal favorite cases <laughs> that we've done, um, and this is the Fort Worth missing trio. Yes, that episode, <laughs> and it's so crazy because I've never heard of this episode until Shaylin told me. Like I heard, surprise. I know I've I've heard of the case in a in a general sense, you know, where girls went missing in a shopping mall. Um, in Fort Worth, but I did not know like the details and and you know the scope of this case until you until yeah. uh, of this case until you. Same for me. Covered
2: it. Yeah, this was. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this one, Michael, <laughs> but this was the one um, where there were
1: three girls that went missing in the shopping mall in Fort Worth. Right, and it was about one girl was a tag along.
2: Yes. Yes. Exactly.
1: One girl was married to another girl's older brother. brother. And I know they had some weird family dynamic after that, so it was something about like somebody being married to somebody and something. Can you help me with that shape? I
2: yes, no so one of the, and I, I'm not going to say who, because I actually want to try to go back to the story if you haven't already. Um, it was discovered that later on, one of the girls was married to their sister's ex. Right. <sighs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy situation.
1: Um that's a bold man. Like I said, I'm not going to go yeah. into
2: details about it cuz I actually want you to listen to it if you have not already so you can you know get full detail but that was a situation one of the girls that went missing was married to um her sister's ex.
0: Right. So go check that episode out. It's episode 4. It's titled The Fort Worth Missing Trio. Um again like I said it's been my personal favorite this season so far. Uh Shayla covered it and she did a great job covering it. Thank so, you. Uh, definitely go and check that episode out. Mm-hmm. Um, the next case that we haven't talked about that's on our roster, um, it's actually episode seven, but we're going to uh, come back to episode seven because Shannon and I kind of want to uh, discuss that episode yeah. till the end. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on up to episode nine, which is Who Murdered Natasha Ashley? That was yours. Yes, sure. Um, so this case happened back in May of 1993. Uh, When 19-year-old Natasha Ashley, um, she was attending a party back in Shepherd, Texas, Mm -hmm. and uh, she went missing, and then they ended up finding her in the trunk of her car. Um, Crazy. No idea what happened. She was burnt beyond recognition. Uh, She was at a party that night prior when she went missing, Um, and then, of course, her car was also missing. They found her car. Uh, Her mom went and picked up her car, brought the car back home. She looks inside the trunk, and there lies her daughter's body.
2: Right. That whole entire time, Mm -hmm. she did not know that her daughter's body was in that vehicle. Imagine how scary that was for her.
1: I'm surprised it it took her that long to open the trunk.
0: You know what? During the episode, I actually said that to Shaylin. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have no idea why... And I I guess I've had my car towed before, and I know, Mike, you have too. Um, And so, but, (laughs) like, with our cars being towed, I don't think that whoever towed our cars actually looked inside the trunk. You know, they just tow your car, they put it in a a little garage or in a lot, and then you go and, you know, bail your car out, in a sense, and then you get your car back. But no one actually pays attention to what's in your car. Exactly. Because they don't have keys to look inside of it.
1: For For them, very much true. Um...
0: But I guess what you're saying is like, why didn't Natasha's mom think like, let me see what's in the car since she's missing? I just found yeah. her car. Let's see what I can find inside the car. Yeah. That's probably what she was thinking when she got home. Like now that I have, yeah. you know, I have my daughter's car. Let me oh. see what I
1: can find. So she probably wanted to wait to be more private. I can right. understand that. Then. Yeah. 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 That's
2: a good point, Shivani. Yeah.
1: You're a good point. I, that. Um, I can tell you one of my favorite cases though, uh, the mysterious disappearance of Brendan Lawson.
2: That's yes. your case. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I like that case. Um, that was the case where, if I'm wrong, I apologize. He went missing. He's like from San Angelo, Texas, and he went Correct. missing. And yes. did, wasn't there like a 911 call or something with it?
0: Yes. Yes, it was. Shailen and I was, were so invested into this 911 call. It That's like the main point of evidence that we have that can kind of differentiate if he really was murdered or if he you know just was super high on drugs and yeah it was hallucinating and and maybe just got lost in the woods and maybe overdosed mm-hmm. and then happened to just died in the woods. Yep. But the weird part of that case is that, you know, they never found his body, you know, for someone, if someone did overdose in the woods, you would have still found their body, but no one ever did And There were search parties that were done. Yep. They had helicopters looking for this body or, or this person rather, because they didn't know if he died or not. Um, but they, they never found anything. And then what years later, back in February of this year, right?
2: Uh, is whenever they finally found his body. After all those after. All of those years. Where yeah. they
1: find his body was it in the? It was
2: still in the same vicinity that he went missing. And me and Shavon, we actually talked a really, really uh, great deal about that. Yes, a real great deal yeah. about that episode because we were just trying to figure out how, after all those years, you find the you body. Never, yeah. So just to just give you an down. insight
0: too, that happened back in 2013, and the body was barely found this year in 2022. So exactly. just to give you an idea of how many years passed, mm-hmm. that's how many years had passed before they finally found this his was body. Like eight years, mm-hmm.
1: almost nine yeah that's
2: crazy man I, I still can't get over that so shaylen was the one that yeah. brought up the had one call
0: she's been invested in this case way longer than i had been invested in it um so she was super excited when i told her i was covering oh girl this one.
2: i was beyond excited when you covered this case because actually I was going to cover this case, but you beat me to it. (laughs) Yes.
0: So, fun fact, Shaylin and I actually don't tell each other what the case is going to be that we're covering each week. We find out right when you guys find out. Yep. um, Right while we're recording. So, which could probably hurt us sometimes because, like, for example, (laughs) this time when Shaylin was like, oh my God, I was going to do this case at one point in time. And I was like, I didn't know. I'm Sorry. (laughs) Um, but it's great because we, yeah. I like not knowing and I like getting mm-hmm. to find out every time that we record what the story is going to be because I don't yeah. I don't want her to tell me and then I'll go and research it because I just can't help myself. <laughs> um, so Same. that's the way we kind of do things. Um, the next case is episode 10, which is the unsolved murder of Carolyn Montgomery. Yeah, this is yours again. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this one happened back in 1971. Um, When 28-year-old Carolyn Montgomery was found brutally murdered in her apartment complex in Dallas, Texas. Um, She was the woman who had her child in the the apartment with her during the murder. And her child was actually alive and well when they found her body. So the child was in their bed while she was murdered in the living
2: room. Yeah. And you said this was the one also where... The child found the mom's body in the living room, covered up. Yes,
0: and this child wasn't like a baby. I mean, I'm talking like, I forgot how old, um, her son was, but old so enough. Yeah, yeah, he was old enough to like think. Huh, my mom's sleeping. Let me just go ahead and go play with my friend. He actually left the apartment, mm-hmm. went bike riding with his friend, and then you know he, him and his friend go back to the friend's apartment. And even I think the friend's mom was like, "Oh, where's your mom?" And he was right. like, well, "She's not feeling well. She's sleeping." And then he comes back in the apartment and you know, and I think she came with him and that's when they realized like, Oh, she's not sleeping. Yeah. She's she's dead. dead. Yeah. Um, and that's when they called like, the police. That's like 11, 12.
2: Yes. No, so he was kinda younger than that. Yeah, younger than yeah, that. I'd probably yeah. say
0: like six or seven. I wanna say he was like he six. He was or pretty seven. young. Okay enough to where he he could make decisions to want to go out
2: but not old enough to know what what was really going on exactly Um, yeah that's a tough age that's that's a really tough age that was
0: also the one where they found a little note um on the side of her body that said the wrong one i'm sorry
2: yep that's
0: crazy
2: so basically we were trying to figure out if that note was indicating that that person that he killed was the the wrong wrong one right wrong person yeah
0: I I think that that person was probably like super like on drugs and was thinking that they were doing something that Like they were part of a movie or something like that that I I, truly do cuz that makes no sense Like how would you because she was also brutally murdered? Yeah, so like how do you just kill somebody and say it's my bad wrong person? Like how and and then you write a note
2: saying that? I'm not trying to be gory, but you know, this is you know, we're being realistic and she had a knife in her throat. Yeah, Yes. That's how brutally murdered she was.
0: Mike just said, um, what What did you say? Wrong. Hitman, Hitman. Hitman gone wrong. Yeah, Hitman gone wrong. I don't know. But even if that was the case, right? Like, if I was, Mike, you know what? Cause Who's gonna believe that Shannon and I are hitmen? But let's just say you are, okay? Let's just say you're a hitman. And you actually killed the wrong person. Would you actually go to that length and say, oops, my bad, y'all, and actually write a note, or would you just let it be and walk out of the
2: apartment like That's
1: that a so a rookie happened? hitman. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's a rookie hitman. I think it's a hitman who just, who has a conscience. Compassion. I was like just has, gonna say he has like, compassion. What hitman has compassion? <laughs> I mean, we can watch all these different types of Netflix hitmans. This is one of them with compassion. Yeah, well, you know, name <laughs> one. I would love for you to then give
0: me one and an hour You know what? He, he may have compassion but he could be someone or a hitman could be someone who takes their work life and their personal life into two different aspects and for them a hitman is their work life.
1: She wanted me to answer one right? Right. Austin Powers Really? Yep He's a hitman He always goes in takes a hit but i'm saying in people. the
2: sense of having compassion for the victim not their ladies. personal life that's okay. two different things i think that
1: he was just compassionate he just wrote a letter and said the wrong one now now did they have the time to get it tested for his dna i don't know but no no yeah i mean there was no dna found I I was, didn't didn't somebody found any DNA. out there was pissed up enough to send somebody to do that to someone. Nobody, no normal person can do that type of
2: crime. You're right. I don't think there was a hitman issue, though. I really don't think that was a situation where a hitman was. Oh, involved. I don't think so either. I think but like I, do, I
0: do. I do agree with what you said. Yeah, at the absolutely. End. Um, I don't think it was a hitman either. But I don't think that it was someone that just spontaneously came to the apartment and killed her. I think, I think it was somebody definitely that she knew. Yeah, it was definitely somebody that she knew.
1: Like, and my thing is, he said the wrong one. I'm like. For you to spend time for, for a man to be in a woman's home, that woman must feel safe with that. It hand. could have
2: been a woman, for all we you know. Yeah.
1: It could have. Yeah. I mean, it would. I, but the, the handwriting—it just—I mean, I can't make jokes about handwriting nowadays. But I mean, I mean, that also that
2: also could have been to throw off the investigators, f- that's and throw that's off the murder. Very true. true.
1: <laughs> You're right. Very true, but I'm like. But that's I do gonna, agree I with the good.
2: handwriting, though. You can kind of get an idea, yeah. you know, from handwriting. This was
0: back in 1971, though, so there wasn't much no, DNA no. and, and mm-hmm. all of that stuff to kind of figure all of that out. Um, the next case we covered is episode 11, and it's actually one of Shaylin's. Sure. It's the disappearance of Brandy Wells.
2: Yes, Brandy Wells was 23 at the time she was missing in 2006. This was a case where she had stopped to visit her mom. And then in the process, she was also planning to go to a nightclub with some friends. Oh, the East Texas one. Yes. Um, This was involved the um, electric cowboy that we're going to get to this another case in a second. who okay. was also at an electric cowboy, even though it wasn't in the same city, but mm-hmm. it was still the same nightclub.
1: Nightclub company.
2: And she was at this nightclub where she was meeting people and met this particular guy or some guys. And then after that, um, uh, her car was found on the side of the highway mm-hmm. by a state trooper and she was not in the vehicle. And the way that they were saying how a vehicle was positioned it seemed like that it kind of veered off the road on its own Mm -hmm. not like somebody actually pulled over right but it veered off and you know kind of made it stop on the side yeah and she has never or someone ran her off the road
0: yeah but she never hit anything like so that and i remember asking you this in Mm -hmm. the episode shaman you know how like when you veer Mm -hmm. off you're going to hit something else that's going to cause you to stop. Right? Right. She didn't hit anything. Her car was just stopped. Yeah. She veered off and it just stopped. She didn't, there was no indication of her
2: hitting a tree, Mm -mm. pole, like a little little barricade, barricade, nothing. Yeah. But this one is weird because like I was seeing the way that they described how her vehicle was found, it was as if it was, it drove off the road by itself and it came to a stop by itself. Like nobody actually stopped the car. Maybe somebody had got out of the car while it was moving at a like a really slow pace and you know how our car just kinda goes you gotta, you and gotta push it. Yeah. Exactly. That's how they were saying how her car was found. Like nobody actually stopped it willingly uh-huh. that it stopped the So on basically, its own.
1: basically the car probably stopped while it was on the hill and they had to push it up the hill and they found a nice little cutaway to mm-hmm. push it into and they pushed it into the cutaway.
2: Something like that, but I think that they were saying that there was nobody in the car at all when it was found. Like there was nobody before in the car before it was found. So it like, like it was, literally went on. But the, even yeah.
0: with what Michael just said, there wouldn't be anybody in the car because they're pushing it, they push right? It. So there was nobody that was ever inside of it. They're just it just they're pushing it to kind of get it away from the road to True get right. it to not be seen anymore. So I think mm-hmm. what Mike is saying is that is that something happened to her beforehand. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, yeah. and then they just kind of did that to get rid of the like, car. Yeah,
1: like either or or watch this even let's say something happened to her beforehand where it came off the road and like a good Samaritan mm-hmm. pushed it over yeah yeah. see what I'm saying like they're, they're in that type of place where it's a country road yeah, yeah. So somebody
0: could have been like you know what this car's in my way when you
1: know a, exactly. a, car, a car may a, a truck may actually just lift the car and just pull it over there and just drop it off and take off you see what I'm saying exactly also like I, if I remember right this is the episode where Shivani was saying how much is gas in a can right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, like, this so, is a- so she, they, they were saying how she didn't have gas earlier in the morning or and she was talking to her mom? Yes,
2: she, she asked her mom for gas
0: money or right. just... My mom didn't give her gas money either, so mm-hmm. she didn't have much gas to go around in that car. But when they found the car, first of all, it was way far away from her home. No, yeah, way it was far like, away. it was 45 minutes but, away. Okay, so it yeah. was further away. There's no way mm-hmm. she would have made it without gas. But when they also found the car, veered off to the road, of course, they found a gas can that was in the car. Yep. So I'm like, if she didn't have enough money to go get gas, but yet she has gas in her uh, gas tank or gas can in her car. I'm like, was that cheaper?
2: But <laughs> you know what? I did go ahead and redeem myself, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She had a great point, though, when you further explained it. Yes. And I kind of came in and vouched for you. But I mean, some people would have been like, oh, that's a dumb question. for me. You say that? But you redeemed yourself. Yeah, you redeemed yourself. That That's exactly what happened. <laughs> She did not have any gas, so that was also a very mysterious question as to why she would even travel that far, 45 minutes away to go to a nightclub.
0: So obviously, you know, because... Guys, if you don't know the answer to that question, let me answer it for you. The <laughs> How much you pay at a pump is the same amount that you pay at a gas. Okay, if you didn't know. Um, so um, if she didn't have the money for it, somebody gave her that gas. Yeah. So that's kind of where the mystery lies
2: because whoever, you know, gave her that gas is probably someone who could be a person of interest in this case. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah, that unfortunately does not have any new updates either. Yeah. But hopefully, again, we will see some in the future. Yes. So what
0: other cases we go. So we have episode 12, and this is the unsolved murder of Cora McAbee and Brandon Howell. Yep. This case was actually referred to us by Alex. Yes. Um, and I actually really did enjoy covering this case. I so, did too. I liked
2: that you yeah.
0: covered this case. This one happened uh, back in Greenville, Texas, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened back in 2006, where Cora McAbee and her boyfriend Brandon were both shot and killed in their sleep inside of their home.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Um and then where their home was, uh Cora McAbee had actually built it. And on that piece of land she also shared that land with her sister. Mm-hmm. And her sister was there that night, but they didn't hear anything. Um, like any anybody come in, anybody like any noise out on the land, mm-hmm. no gunshots, no nothing bad. like that. Uh, but this is also the case where they think that it was um, you know, Cora's ex
2: husband yeah, who could have who could have done this yeah this is the one way they had that party and he was invited yes. he came and the, the husband came the ex-husband came to the dinner party that they had
0: that night um, that's whenever he was actually introduced to her new boyfriend Brandon mm-hmm. and then later on that
2: night they were shot and killed together in their bed yeah and they it was also said um, that he was trying to rekindle the relationship with Cora yes so that's very
1: interesting uh, there and was she allowing him to rekindle that relationship
2: I don't think she knew that from what your, you know, the details you provided to me Mm -hmm. in covering that episode, it didn't seem like she knew that he was trying to pursue her again. He was the one that called or asked for the divorce. It wasn't her. It was him. Um,
0: I don't think that she was trying to allow him to rekindle the marriage because right. she was the one that called
2: him over to introduce her new boyfriend to exactly. him. Exactly, hmm. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, hmm. I don't think she knew that he was trying to, and you know, rekindle the relationship in any way. Especially if, you know, if she would have thought, she would have never was introduced a, or tried to introduce her new boyfriend and her ex-husband together. Like,
1: did she? Did the relationship dynamics change in terms of uh, her dating preferences? Yes,
0: he was younger. He, I don't remember how much younger he was than her, but it was a good amount of years. Yeah, he was much younger.
1: Okay,
0: yeah,
2: that also could play a
1: a major role. Major role. Any other switches besides just age? No, so not that we know of. Same race. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that is unfortunate. Was it a small town? Yes, Greenville. Well, I mean, like a smaller section in terms of like did the new boyfriend perhaps be like the son of one of his f- no
0: i don't think that they knew each other okay oh. yeah yeah i get what you're saying though, yeah right? I he's
1: saying. Yeah, it's that a small
0: sense. town but in for the most part i think people know of people if you're like highly you know mm-hmm. involved in the community but if you're not then yeah. no right yeah um, the next case we have is episode 14 and that's the unsolved murder of Rokisha. Rochelle Norman mm-hmm. and her unborn baby. Yeah, you covered this one. So yes, this mm-hmm. is the case where um, Rochelle was murdered while she was pregnant. I think she was like eight or nine months pregnant. She was nine months pregnant, just to verify. Sorry,
2: I'm reading as I'm going. <laughs> um, this happened in Beaumont, Texas. Yes, yeah, very very close to my hometown. So this one did kind of hit home when you told covered me about this case. So. Right. Uh,
0: so for that, she also had two uh, two more kids. She was pregnant with her third. And then her kids were at school. She had a doctor's appointment that day. Her mother usually checked up with her every morning. She didn't answer her phone in the morning, so she just figured, her mother figured she was probably at the doctor's. Um, but then, you know, time passed and Rochelle never answered her phone. Her
2: mother went came over to the house to check up on her and found her dead body. Um, That's so sad, man. You have to be super, super heartless to kill someone that's pregnant.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't be super heartless to kill someone, period.
2: I know. That's, <laughs> of course. But I'm saying, like, to a pregnant lady, like, you're killing an unborn child as and well. the
0: fact that she was nine months, like, this baby was pretty much done cooking. And, yeah. And completely developed. That's a double homicide. That's what I'm saying,
2: man. That's brutal. Like, that's top-tier brutal, like.
0: Yes top tier we still don't know if this is like a personal attack or if this was a crime of opportunity we have no idea because there wasn't much information on this case at all like we have right. no feedback or no information on the father no. of uh, rochelle's baby that you know was obviously mm-hmm. um murdered in the murder as well and then also the father of the other two right that she had. we You're don't know if the same well. baby daddy we don't know if there was multiple baby daddies you don't have any information on anybody no. or anybody at all
2: but i think this is personal yeah, i think, I think so this too. one was really personal i don't think this was a crime opportunity as far as this was a stranger attack this was definitely personal yes
1: yeah i believe it was personal as well on like maybe like somebody like coworker or mm-hmm. close friend cousin someone like,
0: who was obsessed with her stalker or something like that yeah i agree um the next case we have is episode 15 and this is actually a missing persons case uh that's brenda moore jennifer joyce barton deborah k stewart and pinky may davis heron
2: yeah i covered this one this was four women that went missing around the same exact time in austin Mm -hmm. so this one to say the least again threw me for a loop (laughs) um they all went missing in the 1970s like back to back to back yeah and i truly believe that if not majority or all of them then at least two or three of them were um connected connected in a lot of ways for sure um yeah, yeah listen to this episode too but this one's crazy they were very young too i think the oldest one was maybe in her 30s if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. but they were all in their 20s right. they were young young like early early 20s right and i truly believe that yeah these cases may be connected I agree.
0: I agree. It's definitely a great episode. It has a lot of information. um, So definitely go ahead and get check that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next case is actually one that Mike and Shaylin covered together. And that is the unsolved murder of Taylor Young.
2: Yes. This is Michael's first episode with CCC5. (laughs) (laughs) And you killed it. You knocked it out of the park. (laughs) Everybody loved this episode.
0: It was a good episode. It really was. Um, I... How old was he? I want to say he was like tw- He was 25. 25. 25. Uh, I know, I loved listening to it because like, Mike had great feedback he on did. his way of thinking. You know, especially like, I remember the bank part of the whole episode yeah. when he was like, well, for me, that's not abnormal to go all the way to that side of the town and go it's to the not. bank. It's <laughs>
2: not. You know? <laughs> it's definitely not. He loves to drive everywhere, so it's definitely not. But I want to kind of hear your feedback on this because this is also um,
1: your first episode, of course, covering... I mean, of course I was nervous because I just... I haven't done a true crime podcast. I yeah. mean, I've been on podcasts where you shoot the bird. I've been on podcasts that talk about sports specifics and other related topics. But like this this is the first. Yeah. And so for me I was like like trying to like trying to put on my best true crime hat. I probably failed. No, you <laughs> definitely
2: you definitely did not disappoint with this episode <laughs> but, um, at all.
1: Yeah, I was like, no nah, man, if it's if, if it's a if it's a drive, a driver is gonna drive if he likes to drive. And y'all said he liked his car. I did it, I did do it. It don't matter because he likes to drive. But um, I was like, you know, going across town, going to where you have to be in terms of getting your bank done and then moving back across. I was like, it seems reasonable. Yeah, it seems reasonable.
2: When he, when he broke it down that way, it, it yeah. did kind of be like, okay, you know, maybe you're right. Makes sense. Um, just to give a background on this story. This was um, um, a guy that went missing in Houston, Texas. And then, literally, a whole month later, his body was found in the trunk of his, his own car. car. That's her second case where a body's been found in the trunk of their own car.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: After mm-hmm. all that time of him being missing, he was in the trunk of his car that whole, whole time. 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 And he was found in Dallas. It was the yep. second
1: time a, a car was towed.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So maybe that's basically what Mike is
0: saying is um, if you're going to tow the car, swear to
1: God. check
0: the trunk. Please check the trunk. <laughs> like, and,
1: please do. And before you even tow the car, make sure you actually need to tow the car.
0: <laughs> that's a whole different story. But yeah, yeah I, I agree with we that. We get the point. <laughs> he didn't make a point, though. Seriously, this,
2: this case, honestly, this case made me cry. Yeah. This case definitely made me cry because it's just like, why?
0: Yeah, th- no, that, that's what I think, because he didn't seem like someone who was involved in in anything, you know, anything crazy like that. No. Like, it just seemed like, was he in the wrong place at the wrong time? Like, what? Why? I, I'm I, I'm it's, with you. Yeah,
2: it's like, why? I
1: personally, like, after me reflecting back on some other things, I had mentioned at one point in time that he was, like, giving friends a ride to the bank or something, like, or having multiple people in his car. Mm-hmm. I really feel like he was trying to, like, be a good Samaritan about, right. like, some mm-hmm. of the new guys at the plant. And they uh, took it full advantage of it when they saw an opportunity, yeah,
2: that could be you know but, it's a lot of theories on this case at the same time, that area is that area
0: some people just do it for the high of it, like yeah. just just to see that just to show that they have power, you know and, right. and, and that's kind of what triggers them to even do something like that. no reasoning, there's absolutely no they they did probably nothing wrong to him, or he probably exactly. did nothing wrong to these people, but they just wanted to overpower him just. For their own sake of, mm-hmm. you know, making themselves feel better.
2: Yeah. I honestly don't know if I believe this case was personal. I really truly don't know.
0: Yeah, well, like Michael said, if it was somebody, you know, if it was that group of people that he gave a ride to, it wasn't personal because he didn't know them, but it was again just a crime of opportunity for them to have like spontaneously done yeah, it. But
1: they just worked together. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, like on some, because you said he would usually go to the bank on his lunch breaks, right? Yeah. So he was like i'm about to take him on hey man where are you going today boss gonna... And
0: if he even mentioned i'm going to the bank that could have been like oh let me Whoa, rob him see,
1: we're see what with I'm saying? now yeah that's why i'm like Come up like
0: oh you're going to your bank let me let me see if i can hitch a ride with him and then i'm just gonna rob him and then i mean he's 25 right not that i'm sure there's 25 year olds that are like super rich and millionaires but like me at 25 didn't ha- I mean yeah? You can rob me, but you're not gonna get much right, out of Not getting
2: much out of me.
0: But maybe Taylor was different. I mean, he was obviously getting off of work to yeah. go to the bank, so he probably had enough for this person to be like, I'm, I'm gonna. And he looked. I'm sorry if you guys haven't checked his picture out. Like, go, go see how this kid looks like. Like, he looked like he was a sweet angel. Like oh, he was he super. Was, he
2: looked like he was a. You know, according to his family friends, he was he was that that all around person. Like, yes, like he was the guy.
0: perfect. Like if you were to rob anybody, that would be the perfect victim for you to rob because he didn't seem like somebody who would fight back. Yeah. He did he's you know, he looked like he had a good job, he had enough money, like he was, very, I really, was, he was very well off. Yeah, he was well off. And I think that's what probably triggered the whole attack in the first place was him going to the bank mm-hmm. and these people thinking like huh, let me rob him. And but it why just did he went drop wrong. his car for the Dallas though. I mean, Well, they're trying to conceal his identity anyway. Yeah. They wanted to get him Dallas would be as far as they could go. I mean if they could have chosen they probably would have took him like way further than that but that's probably the only place I I that they. i
1: think that i think that have...
0: person still had Toss in
2: dallas though I think that dallas, dallas, that's Toss. true too yeah, oh dallas, i see Toss, yeah. Toss. you mean like the killer did yeah no, got that's got what i'm saying the killer because i don't just don't see nobody because
1: the area where the car was dropped off yeah like in dallas the east side of dallas right close by the previous case of tasha Tosh Wright. Tosha right Tosh oh. Tosh i want say tasha reynolds right similar area mm-hmm that area has well now because of technology they're growing but like right. the car was found in the spot where there's not really many cameras that are going to cat- pick it up yeah
0: mm-hmm. so this person clearly knew where exactly where it's the awesome, area man. was what it was yeah I agree. Mm -hmm. That was one of my favorite cases as well. You guys did really really well covering that. I I just really love the story like you did good researching that that case for sure. Um, The next case is episode 18 and it's the unsolved murder of Megan Curl. Yours. That was one of my favorite episodes as well because of how um, passionate I was on the subject of um, you know mental disorders and taking advantage of, of women that have mental disorders. Right. Um, but this is the case where twenty six year old um, Megan Curl she went out one evening um, and she came back to her apartment, had a full discussion with her with her neighbor' friend. Someone drove up while they were talking, and then Megan got inside this guy's car. They were talking for a while. The friend went back inside her home or inside of her apartment, rather. She came back out like an hour or so later, wondering you know where what happened to Megan. She mm-hmm. goes upstairs to Megan's apartment. Megan's in there with this guy and Megan said she was okay, so then the friend left, and then at 4 a.m. her apartment was on fire with her body tied to her bed, and she was deceased. That's so crazy, oh God. And this happened back in Lufkin, Texas.
2: Yeah, and this is also a very interesting case because this also involved an electric cowboy nightclub.
0: Yes, that was uh, that was definitely the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that that's not where I think her, you know, where everything started i do think it was at that sports bar mm-hmm. um because that's whenever that unknown man was started giving her drinks yeah or buying her drinks mm-hmm. rather so um clearly shannon and i still think that it, this man had something to do with it there is a sketch out um mm-hmm. so go ahead and take a look at that sketch and see if you guys recognize this man It's two it, yes two
2: men two yeah it's oh. two men that they put two men in.
0: yeah so if you do happen to recognize them go ahead and call the lufkin police department um and submit a tip but i i looked at the sketch and it's pretty like it's it's pretty detailed it's actually two sketches uh that they released so if you guys um you know happen to take a look at these two sketches and they seem like you know they seem like they you recognize them then go ahead and submit a tip uh to the Bufkin Police Department yeah um, now the last two cases we're going to cover uh, are Jane and John Doe cases. Yes. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is the latest episode that Shayla covered. Uh, that's the Plainview, uh, Hill County Jane Doe. Yes. Um, and i really that cra- that case when she said she was going to throw us for a loop, she threw us for a loop. <laughs> like I still think about. I'm like Michael. If you don't if you don't remember, this is the case where a forensic pa- uh, pathologist or not a pathologist, a forensic oh, scientist. He was, yeah, he, was oh, a he was a pathologist. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so a forensic pathologist. Um, basically took some random person's head matched it to a random person's body and then they ended up burying it together yes Yes,
1: and this is where he still has his license today right
0: no I think they ended up taking but he did this several times not specifically that part where he would Mm -hmm. take someone's head and someone's body match it but he did inconsistent um, reporting on several
2: different cases right
1: that that is crazy because Mm -hmm. I, I uh, if I remember correctly, y'all said that somewhere in Phoenix, in different areas. Of- yes, yeah like, Arizona. Uh-huh. She that was found. Crazy. Her
2: body was found in um, Hill County, Plainview, Texas, and then they found a head in Arizona, and then they compared the two, said that they were both belonged to the same person.
1: You know how what kind of person has to like carry and transport bodies like that across the country and just like throw like like I throw trash at my window. I'm sorry, podcast listeners. Like I throw trash at my window, but I mean, you just, it's you're a litter. You're a litter bug. What kind, like, what kind of litter. Like you gonna throw a like how, like you can't not see that on the highway.
0: I'm with you. I do report. Yeah. That. I do it all the time too. It drives my <laughs> sister crazy, but I I do it all the time. Like like little straw wrappers. It's okay. It's yeah. decomp- It's like it's gonna decompose. Y'all are litter bugs. <laughs>
1: but but like, like, where do you go and like to drop something off like that to litter yeah. like that? Like,
2: let me just where? to litter like that. You're gonna litter a head, a <laughs> whole head, a hallway in Arizona, two different uh, states. Come on now. Like, yeah. I,
1: like, like that's like. I'm not trying to make a joke out of it, but like when Cat Williams was like, "I'm gonna leave these two bullets here, Y'all gonna know I'm gang banging. But like, 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 you, were, like <laughs> you would have to take that head out of the trunk and hold it in a particular way, and then put head down on the ground and get back in your car and drive away to the next place to I to mean,
2: back. it has been done by many killers. That's not out of the ordinary, but, but I But why think would you, you want saying, to blow that part and throw seen, a head all the way I All mean, in a different like, state. Like, yeah, I'm saying, it's, yeah. It's, there's just
0: no way. There's just no way. Like, no, if you're gonna, why just not go to a random river Somewhere that's in the right. middle of nowhere. And throw the whole thing away there.
1: And like you went through that much trouble to use your car to go and drop. And the
0: you car could like have him. gotten caught. Like you could have gotten stopped because you were speeding. Like that would have been me. guys. could have got the car searching found the have in there. Yes. Yeah, like, you're right,
2: Michael. You're like,
1: absolutely
2: right.
1: There's too much. Like that takes way too much effort.
2: Yep. Yep. But, but they, definitely that try to That person to do. has the
1: enjoyment of trying to get caught doing something. Like
2: that is crazy. Yeah. But that forensic pathologist just. Felt the need to put these two body parts together and say this is the same person. Yep. And then it was another issue where they said that the torso belonged to a Caucasian female and then the head may have belonged to a black female and then vice versa. Yeah. So Yeah, they
0: were completely mm -hmm. of different descents. Like I mean that's one of the biggest indicators, you know, that a body doesn't match when exactly. you have an African-American woman and a Caucasian woman. Like, exactly.
2: That's the first thing that you see. <laughs> I don't know. But just to be clear, that pathologist does not have his license anymore. That answers your question, yes, Michael. Yes. Um, and he, he was not sent to jail. Y'all, mind you, this man was not sent to yes. jail after no time. being so. investigated and convicted of all of these falsified autopsies. He only just got like... Probation or a fine, mm-hmm. and, and that's not enough.
1: Oh uh, I man, he worked for the mafia or somebody for sure. No, I don't. For sure, Wh-
2: whatever he does, well, whoever he works for, he well, lost his mind.
1: Well, yeah, well mm-hmm. I think he well, lost his absolute think mind. Think of it this way: from a different, si- from a different situation perspective, mm-hmm. y'all both work in the law field. mm-hmm Imagine the power of that lawyer to only get that as his sentence. Yeah, True. like
0: as a defense attorney, if. If that, I mean, there, there's good enough proof that the that the reporting was false. Yeah, like the, and it, it's different if it's just one report. Like, okay, maybe yeah. I, I may have messed up re- reading the reporter, creating the you know the data, but multiple times it was a lot over and over and over again. A lot. And light. you still, you're right. You're completely right. Like that defense attorney. Can I have your defense attorney's number? Mm-hmm. Seriously, because... <laughs> in case I ever need
2: for it. For you to be doing all that and only get a fine and probation, probation. or whatever you got, come it on, bro. he still
1: operate? I don't...
2: Well, he was... I yeah. think at that point he had got his license taken away. Well, even then... That was by the state. Mm-hmm.
1: Even then, that probably was one of those... The state had to rule because of how many reportings that were... It was. was. Yeah, like, yeah. And so like, he probably had to not report for some point in time, but mm-hmm. even then... He's still valuable in some aspects. So,
0: and then and that's completely different. Like him getting his license suspended is in a different spectrum than him being getting jail time because that is mm-hmm. illegal what he did mm-hmm. there. Right. Um, and then his license suspension is a whole different topic. So exactly. I think they were able to do that much quicker um, than they are able to actually put him in
2: jail and right. actually you know um,
0: charge with him right. with that.
2: With mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy. He so. should have was jail point blank period. Either I'm sorry. Way. He should have was jailed. For that. So what was the next case? The last case.
0: Oh, the last case. <laughs> yes, yes. we're on the last Jane and John Doe case, and this is the Harris County Jane and John Doe. Okay. And the reason why we're doing this very last um, is because we actually have an update on this case. But before I give you the update, let me give you the, the highlight. Yes. Um, so this, is, this happened back in 1981. Uh, two unidentified bodies were discovered together in a wooded area in Baytown, Texas. Um, the bodies were of a male and a female who appeared to have been deceased for quite some time. And then a year later, another unidentified body. So there was a third body mm-hmm. um, that was identified in that same area where yep. the first two was. But of areas. course, this was a year later. Hmm. So later on, we discovered that the and when I say later on, I mean it was like sometime last year. I want to say back in twenty twenty one that they um, that they identified Jane and John Doe as Tina and Harold Klaus. Yes, hmm. and uh, this couple was actually not even from Texas. They were actually from Florida, um, and both of them were heavily invested into their church. Uh, they were very focused on that religious factor of their of their group, mm-hmm. um, and so they moved to Houston, Texas, and that's where they kind of joined another religious group.
1: What do you mean by like another religious like cult?
0: Shaylin would love to think so.
2: <laughs> I think it's a cult. Like,
0: she swears up and down this is a religious cult. I, I do agree with you. I, I do think that it, it is a cult. Um, but so, tell them why I believe it's a cult. Yes. So <laughs> they they joined this church, and then a little while later, it was their bodies that were found in the wood mm-hmm. woods, now in Baytown. The crazy thing is that they had a daughter, and I think the daughter was, what, two months at the time? She was very wild. She was super young, and they did not find her body at all. So she was still missing, mm-hmm. um, even though you know the couple were, were murdered. Now, yeah. like I said, uh, just to reiterate, they were not identified as the, the missing couple until later on, I want to say last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of our favorite podcasts, Crime Junkie, they were the ones that kind of sponsored that. Um, that identification. Yeah, they did. Good job. Junk junkie, yep. Now, we have an update. So, oh, sorry. Let me kind of go back into why we think it's a cult. So, there's a lot of factors that go on into the story, but basically, the mother of Harold Klaus, she wanted to know, all the way from Florida, she wanted to know, obviously, what happened to her son and her daughter-in-law. Of course, this, ent- this entire time, she didn't know that they were dead. Yeah. She, to her, she just thought that they were missing. They didn't know that Jane and John Doe in, in Harris County were them. And so she did everything she could to figure out what, would, what happened to them. And one day, there are these two women dressed in like church robes that came to the home and told her that they knew where their car was, meaning her son and her daughter-in-law's car for ransom. Mm -hmm. So if she paid a certain amount, then they would give her information on the vehicle. Um, I think she did pay it. Um, However, did did they end up finding the car? Yes, they gave the car back. Okay, so they did give the car. So they did go ahead and fulfill the, the bribe. Um, but they did not give her any information on where Harold and Tina Kloss were. Yeah. Now, and that's where the cult comes in, is because they were two women dressed in church robes. And, of course, Donna, which was the mother, she knew that her son and her daughter-in-law were like, heavily invested into this church.
1: Gotcha. you. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Now the update. So, <laughs> the whole time we, you know, In a way, you could say that this case is solved because we know who John and Jane Doe were Mm -hmm. and we figured that out, but we still didn't know what happened to them. Who killed them? What happened? Why were they killed? We still don't know that. Mm -hmm. But the bigger question was, they had a two-month-year-old daughter that was never found with them, so that means she's still somewhere, either her body was somewhere or she's still alive and she's somewhere. Right. for all these years, she's been unidentified until recently. Until recently. Um, when she has been found, guys, she's 40 years old now. Yes, she is. She was she's missing when she was
2: two months, and now she is found, and she's 40 years old. She's alive and well. Alive and well. She is alive and well. This is a very, very, very new update. This is like less than a week. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, 40.
0: Yes, she's 42. She's
2: 42, to be exact. Yeah. hmm.
0: Can you believe that? That's so crazy. I mean, I don't. And again, we don't have details yet. It just happened, yeah. So we don't have details on how they found her, what she's been doing this entire time, where she's been at. We don't have any information on that. But well, we she's
2: in Texas. Yeah, she is yeah, still, she's in still in Texas. In Texas. Uh,
0: she. I don't even think that she knew that she right. was baby Holly from from that murder. Well, let's
1: talk about that. We don't know. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, like for her to find out at 42 that means that people have held on to some secrets
2: of course oh yeah it's
1: deep secrets and
2: somebody
0: took her sorry guys so i'm actually showing mike um what baby holly looked like before at two months and what she looks like now
1: and my thing is i wonder if they kept the same name for the baby yes they did oh i don't, I don't know i'm wondering so, the same I, I thing think. yeah they
2: were if they had the motive to take that child in for themselves i'm sure they did change her name
0: yeah but in, but in the article that we we have so far they're still calling her holly yes. rather than calling her by what she's else. gone through you know gone you know or that she's been being called this entire time yeah so maybe it's holly but they changed her last name and that's yeah. why they're still calling her holly i didn't just assume so because i mean if it we've i've seen several cases where the name was changed. They'll it, say it. And they'll still call her by the name that it was changed to because that's what she's they're used to mm-hmm. is that name. They're not used to their birth name because mm-hmm. um, they don't remember even being called that. But they they, were, they stick to that name that they were given later on. Right. Gotcha. And so that's why I think that she could have been a Holly or she still could have been named Holly. They just you know don't know no. didn't yeah. have the same last name or something obviously to conceal her identity but again i could be wrong Not she yet. could totally have a different name and they just don't want to release yeah. that yet and so right. they're still calling
2: her baby holly but let's stick on it because look her name still has been holly after all these years yeah. that kind of goes back to somebody actually knowing her that whole entire style. time I mean, just that grief. stole her that, yeah
1: that, that grief does weigh heavy after a certain amount of time i mean we've all seen it throughout other types of Family trauma and also through Lifetime, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because Lifetime had similar movies about it. But like, I think Baby Holly um, finally was told, and when she was told, she had to make a decision to kind of like step in herself, Mm -hmm. because for the lack of silence that's going on, it's clear that she stepped in was like, I don't want it public as public but mm-hmm. like, it's getting controlled by her
2: yeah it's, it's still currently being investigated they're not going to release yeah. all the information right now
0: so i did want to go to uh kind of quote an uh, article from NBCdfw.com mm-hmm. um, and the quote states that holly appreciates all of the support she has received we request that you give her some time and respect um her privacy as she processes very personal news about her biological family we know that the public is anxious to hear directly from Holly, but for now, we ask for patience
2: and time. Yeah. So this kind of goes to what you were saying, my like, yeah, absolutely. I'm just a glad. I'm just glad that she's alive. Me too. After all these years. Yeah. Is I really that, thought that she was
1: deceased. Right. Is the grandma still so alive? Yes. Yes. The and she's the one who.
0: Good. So Donna is the one who actually gave that statement. Yeah. Um. About about you know asking for patience and privacy at the time. And she
1: as a grandmother, she's what like eighty
0: probably yeah 7 old. 80s. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean her her son wasn't su-
2: I think he they were like 18. They were really 20. really young. They were young. They were when, super super young when they got married and had baby Holly. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we also didn't mention the other Jane Doe that was found. I think it was Michelle Garvey. Yes. Yeah, they she was not her. related or yeah. they don't
0: think that she was related. I, I want to say that they actually they did find her killer, I want to say. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I don't think so. They didn't. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, remember there was an internet uh, sleuth yeah. who, who, like, dug deep inside her case?
2: Yeah. And that's
0: why I thought that it was solved, because I think the internet sleuth had solved it.
2: Yeah, they solved um, to identify her. Oh, to general. identify her, yeah. but not to see who to what happened to her. To Got it. I don't so, think they were connected. I just think yeah, they, I don't maybe think that's, that's like, like a dumping ground or something over there. I don't know. Yeah.
0: That's why I'm like, why wouldn't it be connected? Because, like... Right. They were, like, right there next week. Like, it not really next week, so to week,
2: but it was, like, in the same, same area. area. Yeah, it's crazy, but, but her name's Michelle Garvey.
0: Yes, we yeah. did. And it, you know what? You're right because they did find Jane and John Doe the first pair of bodies a month after they had been disposed there. Yeah. So maybe somebody who was getting rid of Michelle Garvey like, remember that article that they read somewhere and was like, yeah. oh, let me go dump this body there since there's already been two over there so far. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be that they're connected. That's both right?
1: person either way it goes. Yes,
0: right? that's what I said.
1: Like, who, like, like You already know that police activity is going to be increased because they found two,
0: two bodies. bodies over there. Yeah, you would think that there's actually them patrolling around in that area well, at I mean, that point. Exactly. At that point in time, I would
1: have to say that that person Bold and smart because to to do that with that much or mm-hmm. trying to figure out if there is police activity, wow! wow.
0: Out of all oh, the place you could have dumped that body right. anywhere in this earth, the
1: place with two you bodies.
0: could have even driven to Arizona to drop off the head, exactly. exactly. But you wanted to go back to that same the spot, the
2: same spot <laughs> that two other bodies were found a year prior. Yeah, like uh I agree, Mark. That is a bold move. she was from Connecticut. She was only fourteen. Yeah, she was super young. Yeah. Compared to everybody else,
0: but I we still strongly believe that for you know for um, Harold and Tina Klaus that they were both definitely murdered by yeah, definitely. by the cult that they were in that they considered a religious group. Mm-hmm. But like I said, all three of us think that it was definitely a religious cult.
2: <laughs> I definitely do. If anybody else don't, I, I definitely do believe that it was some type of cult. Mm-hmm definitely but that was 19 cases 19, y'all, that we 19.
0: just covered <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow i am so ready for the next season
0: i am too <laughs> um so just a reminder please follow us on all social media platforms we're on instagram and facebook so join our discussion groups there we love to hear your thoughts and opinions regarding all the cases that we covered just like we did today uh, we would also appreciate any reviews that you guys leave us on on all the platforms that you listen to us on. Um, that'll give our, our help our podcast get into the feeds of other true crime listeners such as you. Um, we've appreciated all of your support.
2: And if uh, you yes, took definitely. the
0: time to listen to and I know several people who have mm-hmm. listened to our episodes from start to finish. So for those of you who have done that, thank you guys so thank much y'all so much. Even if you took the time to listen to two or three of our episodes, just yep. the fact that you guys gave us the opportunity to do that, uh, we appreciate that as well. Please continue supporting us because I promise next season we'll just we'll just keep getting better. Get
2: better and um, better We're going
0: to restructure the way that we're doing our cases. We're still open to taking suggestions. Yeah. We've actually had a couple people reach out to Shayla and I. Mm-hmm. With different um, with different activities that we could do, that yeah. we kind of do, you know, do our you know first top five seven minutes that we usually do, <laughs> getting to know us. So we've had suggestions there. Yeah. Um, so please continue giving that to us because we appreciate all of that. Uh, we definitely do listen to you guys because we want to give you guys the content that you guys want to hear.
2: Exactly. Um, so definitely keep giving us feedback. Yeah, keep doing that, and we are going to take a small break. So if you don't see us for a couple of weeks just understand that we are trying to bring new content to you guys so mm-hmm. just give us some time to you know structure everything properly and you won't be disappointed yes we've been doing this for we we had about
0: three to four bi-weeks uh, yeah with you know me getting sick and then yeah. shalen of course having her thing with her pregnancy and, <laughs> and all of the stuff that we've had so far. So um, with all of it combined together, I want to say we've been doing this for 25 weeks or so. Yeah, um, Combined. So, I mean, we've stuck to it so far, so we continue wanting to do the same thing. Um, as long as you guys keep listening,
1: we'll keep
2: putting out. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much. And, Mike, do you want to say anything to the listeners?
1: Just keep listening to us.
0: <laughs> And you will
2: be hearing more of Mike in the second season, yes. for sure. Um, so, so
0: again, just to reiterate, he is our producer. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're a big, well, not big. We're 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 a family of three so far, but we're gonna grow, guys. We're Definitely.
1: gonna grow. Technically four.
2: Shout out to Hugo. <laughs> oh, how could we forget about Hugo, our first sponsor? a huge
0: shout out to him thank you so much for um supporting us he's also one of our listeners that listen literally every single week every
2: single and tia she's also another sponsor so tia she's our second
0: sponsor we're definitely going to continue sponsorship so thank you guys so much for sponsoring us and listening and and supporting us we couldn't do it without y'all absolutely thank you we love you thank you we'll see you guys next season next season goodbye
2: bye